and welcome to Metaphase, a podcast where I, Olena, PhD student in stem cell biology, interview the top players of German biotech startups to get their unique perspectives about hard way of tuning science into profitable venture. And today, our guest is Konstanz Alshevsky, CEO of Alpha Analytics, company which helps businesses to make data-driven decisions for better outcomes. Hello, Lina. Thank you for inviting me. So um, I would like to begin with setting up some context. Can you tell, please, something about yourself? What did you study? How did you enter science? So um, I studied bioinformatics at a uh, university in Jena. And there I already liked the combination of the biological problems and uh, the, the computational science-based solutions to that. Mm -hmm. And um, after finishing my studies, so I was looking around what it could do. So I found a PhD position in physical chemistry with um, exactly that combination because um, they had some interesting data. So um, Raman spectroscopic uh, based data and um, were um, observing bacteria and viruses and uh, try to identify different um, bacteria species and um, needed some uh, methods to actually work with their data because it became more and more data. Um, the measurement methods uh, were more advanced and um, the differences more and more uh, or smaller between uh, different species, for example, for bacteria. And uh, so there was a need of data mm -hmm. preparation and also machine learning to um, advance in that field. And they were looking for not, not only physical chemists or chemists in that area, but also someone like me, so who came from bioinformatics to look into that area. Actually, so you finished your bachelor, master's and started PhD. It's a diploma, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a German diploma. Thank you. So how did you actually uh, came up with the idea to start a data science consultancy firm? Well, it actually came from my uh, PhD work because um, I was in a group where a lot of people uh, developed new measurement methods and new preparation methods for samples and um, produced a lot of data. And, and a very inter made very interesting experiments and needed some experts who were looking uh, into the data. And so I, I also saw some, some other groups who tried to work on it um, on their own. And um, I, I actually uh, started with a colleague of mine, a former colleague, And we saw that um, some groups did not have the, the luxury <laughs> to have an expert to look at the data and try to do it themselves. So they had in their PhD tried to develop new methods and also try to find possibilities to, to get everything out of the data they had. But in some cases, I or some publications, I thought, I thought mm, maybe there's some more potential and what you could get out of the data. And so in the beginning, um, our first idea was to start in that research area to offer our services as data scientists to um, research groups that were more on the lab side and um, also may not have the opportunity to have someone, uh, a data scientist in the group. I mean, you also need to some expertise. And, and so we started um, in that area, but um, learned fast that maybe mm -hmm. to, to get funding for some project and it's a little bit more complicated and, and it took some time. Um, so we were looking around uh, at different business areas. We, are, we were looking uh, into industry quite fast to machine data, sensor data and 
and yeah, started to to offer our work there or did some test projects from data um, that were available on the internet, for example, mm -hmm. and uh, it created some use cases and then started into that business area in, in, in industrial production, basically. Mm -hmm. Can you maybe please describe what is data science for our listeners who may be not familiar, but just heard the buzzwords such as artificial intelligence, machine learning, neural networks? Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's a very good question. Data science has quite a broad range, I think. Um, so in different areas, um, different people might understand different things um, from that. For me, it's basically multivariate data analysis. So you, you um, are confronted with data that is too complex to yeah, work on it with Excel or something like that. So basically, you, you want to look at 10 or 100 parameters at the same time and uh, to gain insights into that. And also not on the standard level of normal correlation or something like that. You want to know a little bit more, get a little bit deeper into it, maybe cannot have um, a simple equation that uh, really can reproduce what you are seeing there. So you need something different and something more complex. And this is for me personally, the start where we talk about data science. Yeah, so um, at the moment you are doing your PhD. Yeah, I'm still writing <laughs> the the last text part, so I hope. So we will see. It took some time because, yeah, in between I got a little bit distracted. <laughs> so, but... Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to understand uh, how actually the process, the process of how alpha analytics works and what it means being alpha analytics Client. Of course. So basically, our customers are those who are building the the machines that produce some products, <laughs> and uh, but also people who are um, using all those machines and and producing some goods. So both are our customers, and, and in both cases, they have data from the machines themselves, but also um, from the uh, production process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then they have different questions. For example, how can they look at the quality of a product. Sometimes they take out every hundreds or thousands product and look at it for quality control. Mm -hmm. So the question is, how can we get a hundred percent quality control for for the products? Or they have a production process that changes slightly sometimes, and so far they could not pin down what's happening there exactly, and want to know where the changes came from. And then um, we try to look into the data and mm -hmm. find some reasons. So this is the, the insights part where we can generate some insights about the process or about the product itself, about the production steps. And um, this is, yeah, we call it potential analysis. <laughs> so it's the first step. And the second step is then mm -hmm. to implement that in production. So there we train, for example, a machine learning based model for the uh, production process and try to make a prediction about the outcome. For example, if um, the quality was the question in the beginning, then we try to predict the quality of a product um, during the production process. Wow. Yeah, so this is those two steps. And currently, um, we are doing a lot of potential analysis because a lot of companies, they have data from five or 10 years back and only looked at some parts of the data or something. So they just um, started into that area. And so um, we always 
try to start um, with them there and generate some insights where they also can relate uh, to those insights on, or say, yes, uh, we, we always suspected that or something like that. This is, this is the best case, actually, if we can generate some insights and say, yeah, we suspected that, it's good to know. Um, and from there, we can start to, to generate more insights um, that they also trust. This is uh, because it's a quite important point that you have the impression that you can trust the results. <laughs> and so if we can go mm -hmm. from the known to the unknown, this is, well, it's an old concept. So this is also uh, good in this case, if we can produce new insights. And in best case, go to, to a working model in production. So but this takes often some time. So from um, a potential analysis to, to a product uh, or to, to, um, to a model in production, it's around two years. Wow. And your uh, customers are mostly located in Germany or also in Europe? Mostly in Germany. It has a little bit connected to my way how I acquire my customers. So um, normally without Corona, so I'm giving a lot of talks on conferences or um, in smaller groups that are interested in the topic of machine learning, predictive analysis, or data science. And um, so then I talk to them and it's easier <laughs> in a distance where I can drive or go by car or by train or whatever. Mm -hmm. So um, we started in Germany. Yeah. My next guess is there are probably other companies which provide similar services as yours. Can you say uh, what actually makes Alpha Analytics special? Well, I think what what was also the point for us that we combined uh, this physics knowledge in the beginning and um, so from computational bi data science, from biology, and that we were able to understand what the methods were doing. So we are just not using a neural net from TensorFlow or something like that, but um, looking a little bit into deeper, uh, a little bit deeper into the data and, and try to include knowledge about the measurement systems, what happens there, what happens to the data because there's always different signal parts on the data and you have to try to get out uh, the best, yeah, the relevant part of, of the signal. I mean, we were coming from Raman spectroscopy, which is very, very quite sensitive method <laughs> and um, needs a lot of data preparation. So we were quite, yeah, accustomed to really looking into the data and into measurement methods. And I think this also helped, especially in the, in the potential analysis mm -hmm. part, to really get some insights to prepare the data and then to train a robust model in the end. Uh, does it mean that actually you found your uh, niche in the market? Yeah. I don't think that we are the only ones who, who can do that. I, I think there are a lot of um, companies, uh, even more in the last years, um, who have different approaches in different areas. But I think there is so much to do at the moment um, and, and so much uh, data to, that, that's waiting to be analyzed mm -hmm. um, that there's quite some room in this area. And I think if I'm thinking about where I want to go with the company, then um, I have to think about different areas where I want to go, maybe a different niche, because I think this the service that I am offering now, that it's maybe possible for the next three to five years or something, and then we will have advanced lots concerning standardization of measurements and and of data preparation yeah. and then we were not in this area of potential analysis and 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 first insights but then we are more in that area of such life cycles of models and something like that and that's what i'm currently thinking about um, how i can address future problems and, and maybe develop a product in that area 
uh, to address that. And going back to science, uh, can you tell, please, what is the biggest difference between solving a problem for science in comparison to doing it for a private sector? I think in the private sector, I think there are often problems where there's the expectation that there is a good solution. Um, so in most cases in science, it's more the case that you think, yeah, okay, it could work, um, but you have to try. And uh, I mean, you need the publication in the end and, and good results. But in theory, you, it's, it's also possible that it's not mm -hmm. working. And, uh, or that you do something else or, or maybe um, halfway you, you find something interesting and you switch uh, in research area. Um, this is not so easy in the company area. So they want you for a certain problem and then you have to solve this problem. But in many cases, it's also a little bit easier because, for example, they are recording mm -hmm the sensor data, the machine data with the process in mind. So there will be information about the process in the data. Um, it can be expected. So I think the, the expectation that there will be a solution um, in any way is, is not a bad one and we can fulfill it in the end. So this is, I think the problems are a little bit easier. Okay, that means that uh, basically in uh, industry and companies, you don't have a right for a failure, but science, this is a place where you can fail and discover. Right? Yes, I mean, you need results at some point, but I think it's a little bit easier to change a little bit direction or if you see something interesting to examine that further or, or develop that research area further if it mm -hmm. seems a good idea or something like that. I think this is easier than in, in the company area. There you have something that you offer and an expectation from the other side and they is basically saying, giving you money for that. So they are expecting a result. And it's, um, I mean, it's, it's a good thing. It's quite defined also what you have to do. And I think it's, if we look in, into data science, it is quite similar because um, for me, sometimes I, I'm joking that a lot of projects that we do are small research projects where we can look the first time into the data and um, see if we can find some insight and what's in there and what we can generate out of it. So this is a, like a small research project, but I think that's not a general thing if you compare research and company or startup life. I think this is more in this area of data science. I see. And uh, looking back, what are the most notable points of change in the field of, from when you started a couple of years ago to today? Yeah, I think in the beginning, we started with topics like digital innovation or something like that. So it was very, very general as a topic. And I had to explain much more what we're actually doing and what we can, how we can use those methods and why would it make sense to use such methods on company data or something like that. And this developed further. I mean, today we are really talking about artificial intelligence and machine learning and predictive analytics or yeah whatever you want to call it industrial analytics there are <laughs> um, a lot of people with different uh, <laughs> names for those ideas but it's more specialized I think so more people know what they can expect um, in that area or also are looking into that topic and if it makes sense for them so it's not so such a general approach and we say okay we do something digital <laughs> And what it looks like from your seat in the next five to 10 years, will each middle or big uh, cap company hire a data scientist to increase the revenue and business performance or computers and AI will substitute real humans in solving such tasks? 
<laughs> well, I think it will be a mix, maybe. Maybe if some companies decide or, or change their business model in a way that incorporates such um, methods and, and technologies, then I think they will have their own data science team because it's yeah a core point or in, in their company or in their business model. But I think there will also be a lot of companies who have a different business model and they will be able to use AI as a service or something similar. I, I think we will see more development in that area that for simpler cases, there will be automated AI uh, or automated uh, data analysis in some way. And for those smaller cases, I think those companies won't need a data scientist. I think we will see their uh, development in different directions. Some companies will include that more and use it as their business model and some will then use services because I think they will have developed far enough um, in the next years. And uh, talking about uh, data science in general, as long as I know there are uh, different approaches such as unsupervised, supervised learning and so on. So there are algorithms which are commonly used by companies or data scientists, but there is also a space to develop new algorithms. So what do you think uh, will be new algorithms designed or we will be wisely employing those which are existing? Well, I think to really develop new methods, I don't know, I think that there will be some research areas that are looking into that. I mean, maybe we will have to define at that point what a truly new algorithm is. So yeah, some developments, for example, for neural networks, and some would say it's maybe a completely new method that was developed mm -hmm. in recent years. Um, some will say it's just a slight difference, but, but the idea of the net itself um, is the same. So I think in that area, we have some new developments that are especially driven by companies like Google or Facebook, um, because they have a lot of research power in that area and also the need for better and more stable algorithms in that area. And maybe we also need adapted algorithms that work better, for example, in this industrial area where we have not such standardized data and we will need something adapted or something new there. Mm -hmm. I think we, we will see some development and some new method. I mean, in the end, the fundamental idea in these approaches is the same and how you reach that goal in the end. These are different um, flavors, I would say. But it's, yeah, it's complicated to say. I mean, I'm looking into research and if there's something new, I try to stay updated. So I hope that we see some, some new methods and some new developments. Also, some research is, is done. But I think we have also some, some new research groups, some new institutes, even here in Thüringen or in Jena, who I hope uh, at least will, will look further into such methods and improvement and maybe even new development of, of those methods. I really would like to see it. And I think there are people waiting to do it. So I hope uh, <laughs> they got lots of funding to do it because it's an interesting area, I think. And we are just in the, in the starting time. So pioneer times, <laughs> I would say. And there's a lot to do. I wish we had more time here, but I'm forced to turn to our closing part of conversation where you, Constanza, have a chance to say something to our listeners. Well, 
I think it's a very interesting area, it's data science, and um, I'm very happy that I have the opportunity to work in this area and um, to do that every day and to do that with people who are doing very interesting projects in research as well as in, in the company area. And even after five years after starting the company, I'm still very happy that I can do that every day. And finally, it's time for my last question. If it would be possible to remove all barriers and constraints, which project would you start now? Oh. <laughs> I think I will I would look further into the idea of general AI into that area. So to on the one hand better understand what happens in our brain and maybe um, use that to further adapt methods and to, to develop that into a direction of general AI. In a small scale, maybe just to have uh, models that work on the same type of data from different sources, that would be nice because this is not generally solved. There are approaches, of course, and a lot of people are working on it, but um, it's not solved yet. So this is on a scale, I think, interesting, but also if if I can do whatever I want and <laughs> it will be possible, then in gen into the direction of general AI. How would you see the implementation of those incredible possibilities? I don't know, save the world or create the biggest ever company, which will do what for people or not for people, maybe for yourself? Um, I mean, I think there are a lot of things that we can that we can automate. There's a lot of potential to free us more from work and to, to leave us more time to explore different things or do more what we really mm -hmm. want to do. <laughs> So that would be nice. But maybe also um, to have a kind of mirror for humanity and to think about things that we do, how we act, um, mm -hmm. how we make decisions. Um, that would be interesting. It it's maybe comes from some area when you train models currently, you have most cases bias into your data. One of the best known cases, I think the, the HR uh, problems that you can see if you train data on train methods uh, or models, then you will have a, a bias in there that isn't making good decisions maybe. And um, at the moment we are looking into it and trying to change the methods a little bit, but I think it's an opportunity to look at what we are doing because we produce those data. And so the methods show us where um, the weaknesses in our decisions are, and they show it quite clearly. So, and that would be nice to, to use that as a mirror and to change maybe our behavior. I mean, there is a, there is a lot that is done to um, overcome some of those HR problems, actually. You mean the resumes and the search for the candidates for the work and when the algorithms actually choose? Yes, how it's decided. So how is the candidate chosen or selected? And of course, there's, there's the whole topic of, of discrimination in that area. And, and I think a society tries to address that. Um, but I think there are some parts we might not even have recognized to address it. Or we think that we are good and um, deciding very well. But in the end, we are not. And um, such data analytics methods or, or data science methods might help to further look into it and to see how um, those models making decisions and derive from that where are maybe areas um, that we can work on so that we have like a mirror for us. Yes, thank you. I think it's a great idea. So thank you for such a fun and lively conversation on building a successful business from a scientific project. 
Thank you, Constance. It was a great pleasure to have you here today. It was my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you a lot.